Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You have your own clock in life, right? Like when I meet Riggs, Riggs had a clock before I met him. I had a clock before I met him. And then we have a clock together, meaning the clock that started ticking once our interaction began. So what I had to tell myself is, you can't measure your clock by somebody else's. That's my friend Promise. And in this episode, we get into some pretty deep conversation about anxieties and fear, and specifically his fear of time. You've got to hear his clock analogy. It's fascinating. This is another Rigs Off the Radio podcast on Mental Health Monday. Let's go. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Riggs. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Riggs Off the Radio. This is another Mental Health Monday where I keep the men in mental health, having conversations with men about emotions and feelings and fears and anxieties and everything that men should be talking about but normally don't. So I try to normalize that as much as I can. If you know anything about me, I'm a pretty positive person. And the first time that I met Promise, yes, that's his real name on his birth certificate, Promise, the guy radiated positivity. And I've seen him go through a lot over the past couple years. How has he managed to stay so positive? What keeps him motivated? What are his fears? How do his friends perceive him with all the positivity? I had questions. I wanted to talk to him and bring him on for an episode. And now he works in the same building as me on the morning show for Hot 105.7 across the hall. I wasn't sure if I wanted to have you on, promise. Well, damn. Because now you're you're kind of like my competition, a little bit. Because you're yeah. on the morning show over there. This is true. And I'm on the morning show at Kiss. This is true. So we should be enemies. In a sense. But we are not. But we are not. <laughs> In the least. We are not we at are, all. We're nowhere near that. No, no, no. <laughs> but I've always admired you because I've thought Thank that you. you're, you're a very positive human being. You always look at the bright side of things. Appreciate it. And... Are there any downsides to your life sometimes? Because you're very positive and uplifting, but how do you look at some negatives in your life? Because you've you lost a job yeah. and you've been through some hardships. For sure. And it's been a trying year for a lot of people. And especially black people. Yeah. It's hitting you hard. And yeah. how are you dealing with this like personally? Like what what's your life been like over the last couple of years? Have you hit some lows? 
What yeah. do those lows feel like? Yeah, for sure. I mean, twenty, like you said, twenty twenty. Not to be cliche, that was a tough year for a lot of people. And for me, before the pandemic even hit, yeah. like you alluded to, losing a job was difficult. Um, and then everything that transpired with all of the social unrest and social injustice and just a lot of things being put in the forefront that I've already lived. So for me, it wasn't a hashtag or it wasn't a, a movement. It's like, this has been my life and people who I've known lives. And now it's just on social media and it's for the world to see because the, everybody kind of had froze yeah. and had no choice but to look and see what was going on. So for me, yeah, there's times where definitely um, it seems like it's a lot on you. And how do I stay positive when it's almost like this? Like if I'm the guy who gives advice or the guy that people come to for things, well, who do I go to? Like I had that moment one time. I was like, I even thought about a therapist. Like who does the therapist talk to? Yeah. <laughs> because if, if we go see therapists, it's like they have to detox from everything that they are consuming from other people. Everybody's unloading on a therapist. Yes. All day. So I'm like, what is that person's life like? So for me, sometimes you just have to take a step back and I take pauses um, you know, I removed myself earlier last year from social media for an extended amount of time. I just took a break. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't contribute. I didn't write anything. I didn't post anything. Some points I would scroll or look or read. And then it was a point where I didn't even contribute at all. I just, I didn't look at it. I didn't participate. I didn't. So that was something I did for myself because sometimes it could be overwhelming. You know what I mean? Social media can 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 wait on us. And same with watching the news or we work in media. It's great platforms, but at times I think we have to take breaks. So being laid off gave me an opportunity to kind of stop for a minute. By being in media and doing everything I've been doing the last couple of years, I hadn't really paused. I hadn't really stopped a lot. I had constantly been moving and always consumed and doing things. Yeah. Being laid off plus a pandemic gave me a chance to say, okay, maybe I'll sleep and I won't set an alarm. Maybe I don't have to be somewhere. Maybe I don't need to be in this mode or maybe I don't need to be so personable today. Like maybe I can just have a moment where maybe I don't feel my best. And, so you and set that's boundaries okay. is what you yeah. do. Boundaries are super important. Super. And you're good at saying no when you need to say no. And, and sometimes like you don't you're... realize that because sometimes there's expectation or there's a, a perception and you don't, you know, because of be, us being public figures at times, I'm like, well, I don't want to come across a certain way if I do or don't do something. But then you have to think about yourself and, self-care and i saw something that you posted recently and it's funny because i tell people this all the time the word selfish gets a negative connotation it does and we need to reevaluate that word thank you there's nothing <laughs> wrong with being selfish like people actually should be what the problem is is when you only think of oneself true but being selfish and caring about yourself and making sure that you take care of you and you think about how you're going to handle something before you try to lend yourself to someone else how can i really be of value to you if i don't value me that's why they say when the plane's going down, secure your oxygen mask this before is correct. securing others. They say this on <laughs> the airplane. Boss, the plane. Yes. So, you know, again, the word selfish gets a negative connotation. And I get it. There are people who move a certain way where you go, whoa, that's ugly. And they don't think about anybody else but themselves. But sure. having self-care and doing things for yourself and making sure you're in a good space before you do certain things, um, it's, it's extremely important to me. Have you ever had... Has it ever been weird for you to bring up emotional problems that you're having? Being that, A, we're men. Yeah. We're all, it's always weird for us to talk about sure. our emotions and our feelings. If we're depressed about something, if we're anxious, yeah. if we're overwhelmed, if we're scared. We're afraid to be vulnerable as men. Yeah. And B, is a black man, too, because it's a stigma in, in your sure. community as well. It's a community with men and black men. And it's how is how is it perceived with you I, and like your group of friends? Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, I was joking with some guys in the gym one day. I was like, yo, there's no... um. There's no like 
outreach or powwow for men, right? Like if a woman has a bad breakup, perfect example, if a woman has a bad breakup, she can go to her girlfriends, she can go to maybe her mother or her whomever, her circle, right? She can have a cry. They can have a session where they trash them or whatever happens. Women are great at that. Right. They have those outlets, right? Whereas as a guy, you know what will happen if the guy is heartbroken? Normally, you will have other guys who will convince him to go out and drink and party or go sleep with a girl to get over the girl, right. which is completely unhealthy. But in a man's society, we won't just have a room normally where it's like, well, man, you could cry or tell me you're hurting or tell me what happened. It's more like, oh, man, get over that, man. We just going to go out. We're going to turn up and you're going to find a new girl. And it's like, that's totally unhealthy. And I realized as I got older that men, we supplement things. We don't necessarily deal with them directly like we substitute. So for me, I got to a certain point where I said I have to be honest and I have to be it's okay to be vulnerable. Like if I'm afraid, if I'm scared, if I'm angry, if I'm anxious, if I'm happy, I should be able to share these emotions as a man. If I love a friend, I should be able to tell my homie I love him and then I be, you know, the quote unquote, oh, man, no homo or oh, man, I mean it like that. And it's like, what does that even mean? Like, you don't have to be homosexual. To love no. another guy. I hate when it, that gets dragged in with it too. Yeah, it's like the whole what is thing that? of men being the macho, the no homo thing. I'm like, I never understood that as men. And I'm like, this: if you feel a certain way, like, don't even say that. Like, you should just straight up be like, "Hey, bro, I love you. Or I appreciate you." Yeah. So the older I got, I started being more willing to say, "Let me express myself, whether it's accepted or not." Let me just say it. And and then I started to find out that there were other people who felt they wanted to have these conversations too. And like you said, it's very taboo in the black male community to be vulnerable and to be open because sometimes how we grow up. I remember when I was a little kid, um, I got hurt really bad um, in New York. My father's side of my family's from New York. Physically hurt or mentally or emotionally hurt? hurt. So in New York in the 90s, um, they used to do these park jams where they would put up these huge speakers in the park or in the projects and they were tied to like wires so people couldn't steal the speakers, but they would just have these huge park jams in the summertime. Yeah. Right. Everybody's outside playing music, playing games, water fountain, great summer fun. Yeah. So I'm out in New York running around with either cousins or friends like out playing around. It's dark. It's getting dark. I don't realize that one of these chords for the speakers is in my it's coming up. I'm running full speed. I get caught clothesline. Clothesline. Like, Where did it hit you? Like in the chest, in the neck, in the hit head? Hit me directly, Riggs, on my neck. No offense, you're not a tall guy. so I'm, Not a I'm, tall I'm, dude. I'm surprised you didn't run under it. So, <laughs> the, well, at that time, the way it was sitting and me being a kid, it probably was low enough because the, the speakers are rather large to pick up, but they're yeah, not, yeah. the rope is not hanging high. Right. And cuts me right on my neck. And when Ooh. I say I hit the ground, I remember just my head hurting, my neck being sore, eyes being kind of blurry. And... Perfect. And this all makes sense. I remember hearing some of the guys who around me telling me, yo, man, like, shake that shit off. Don't cry, bro. Like, there's girls out here. Like, just think about that. So me as this little kid, I'm probably eight. In physical pain. <laughs> and you may pa- be concussed. Yes, probably was. From Maybe a laceration just, of some sort. Yes, who knows yes. what type of internal injuries you have. And, and I, all I can remember hearing is someone saying to me, like, Oh man, don't cry. don't like don't cry, man. Like it's girls. Like like again, the stereotypical macho. Like, hey man, don't be out here crying and look like a wimp. We have to shake you off and help you get in the house and get some care. But we don't want you to be crying in front of these girls because you're a boy. And I'm just like, yo, I didn't really process that as a kid. But as I got older, I remember that moment. And I'm like, why was I being? I should have been allowed to cry. 
Yes. I should have been allowed to be like, yo, I'm in pain. My neck, that my hurt. head. Right. But I'm almost crying for you. That sounds like it hurt, dude. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. Thank God that. The, you could have been killed. Yes, that could have killed because you. Because if, if it would have. The, the good thing is the way it hit my neck, it didn't penetrate. So it scraped across and I had a large gash across my neck. And as I got older, it healed. Yeah. Um, but it didn't penetrate the skin enough to cut because it could have been a serious laceration. Oh, yeah. Um, and my head and everything. So but just to think about and again, in a macho sense, like, yo, shake it off and keep it moving. And that's kind of example of what it's like to be hurt as a man throughout life. Yeah. When things happen to you, listen to the phrase, man up. I hate that phrase. So, so much. it's like, okay, so as a man, everyone cares about women and children. I tell people all the time, nobody gives a damn about men. <laughs> we need to give a damn about ourselves we have first. To. And and that's the problem. Gotta, we gotta give a damn about ourselves. Yes. And we don't right now. So what you're doing, I applaud you what you're doing and having these conversations and the things that you post on social media are great because it has to be okay to not be okay. Especially within a male dominated community. Like we have to just be like it's, if I can talk to and I and I was talking to especially like you said again with the black community a couple of years ago I went on air at the other station I was working for at the time and I went on social media and I went on this rant about health and going to the doctor and people were like like where is this coming from but I was just telling people I'm like yo if I can ask a homie yo take me to Miller Park hey drop me off at this girl's house yeah hey let's hang out let's go take me we can ask our guy friends to take us all over the place why do we not say hey man. I'm a little upset or I'm a little nervous. Can you come to this doctor appointment with me? Yeah. Or like, hey, man, would you be willing to sit with me and talk with me after I get this diagnosis or whatever? And I'm like, we have to start being more open to have these dialogues and we have to go to the doctor. And I use myself as an example. I said, listen, all through my 20s, only thing I cared about was junior promise. I want to go make sure that I didn't have STDs. I didn't have HIV. I never thought about, hello, your brain your heart, your lungs, mm-hmm. going to get physicals. Like, I was stupid. I'm like, yo, I just care about make sure I don't have any diseases. I don't. But what about the larger picture? So I told people on the air, like, listen, I just went and got a physical, whatever day that was, like, for the first time in eight years. I went and got my blood pressure checked. I went and got my sugar levels checked. I And I've used myself as an example, and I said, we have to go to the doctor. And I'm like, if you have a full-time employment, there's no excuse why you don't go. Go yearly. I, and your, I'm body, like, your body's like a car. You want to get it checked on. Exactly. There's parts inside that you don't know about. And the, what's different between the physical and the mental health, too, like those are so intertwined. They are. And with a physical injury, you can see a broken leg. You can see a, a laceration on your neck. You can see that. Yeah. You can't see when somebody's depressed. No, because we're walking around and it's a disguise. Just mm-hmm. like I'm wearing this hoodie right now. Like you put a hat on, you put a hood on, you put glasses on, you put things over to cover you. And it's very easy to say, yo, what's up, man? How you doing today? Oh, man, I'm good. It's very cliche to just be like, I'm good. No, but how are you really? And I've started asking people, how's your mental health? That's a, I, it's yeah. a good question to ask a friend because you can't just answer that off the cuff. You can't just go, I'm good. I'm cool. If I say, how's your mental health? And you said, I'm fine. I'd be like, you're going to make a person. Th- you're gonna go, you didn't even answer my question. You didn't answer my question at all. You're dodging it. So what's going on? Let's yes. talk about it. And I think as men, we need to not judge each other when we open up about that. Yeah. Like I don't need, sometimes what I need to talk, I just need someone to listen, listen as a man. Sure. And you don't need someone else to judge you. Like you said, when you fell down, you don't need people to come around and tell you, man, there's girls around. You right. didn't need that at that time. You need right. somebody to come up and not to enable you or to baby you. But console. Almost just somebody to be like, yo, are you okay? okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Like, do you need me to call somebody? Right. Like, what's going on? Do you need anything? Sir, are you all right? Like, and you we have somebody- to stop, not even judging, but we have to stop 
ridiculing and making fun of each other. Yeah. Because that's a defense mechanism. It's very easy to just be like, oh, Riggs in here talking soft stuff, man. He's in here. It's very easy to just brush you off and go, oh, man, he's being a wuss or he's being lame or he's in here talking, oh, you want to cry, man? Like, it's very easy to to cash your insecurities on other people. Sure. And men do that often. Why do we always want to be the biggest man in the room? Like, what, what, where does that come from? Sometimes. Why, where does that come from with men? I don't understand <laughs> Unfortunately, that. society, man, like the way, you know, like macho man mentality and whether it's entertainment or sports sports culture or just Movie us superheroes? Up, yeah, man, just American. It's almost like American folklore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a certain way and you have to get to a point where you break it off. I remember being in college in this class. I can't remember if it was associate, what class it was, but our professor made us watch like this video and it was like... It was like you had to sit down and you almost got a whole bunch of stuff just pumped into your head in like a five minute video clip. But it basically showed why boys are the way they are and why girls are the way they are mm-hmm. because of things that are pumped into you from a young age. Oh, yeah. So it's just like Women social norms and babies, cultural norms. Yeah. Get married, stay home. Right. Watch the kids. So she was showing us why, like, as a boy, I'm violent. Violent? Yeah. A certain extent. Because... Since I was a kid, you know, I'm playing with what kind of toys? Guns. I'm watching army what kind men. of, yeah, right, yeah, army guys, guns, cops and robbers, yeah. hot wheel cars, like video game. Like, so it was almost showing me why as a little boy, I may be quicker to have the temper. I may More be quicker to resolve my issues with being physical mm-hmm. versus a girl who may not, unless she's growing up playing with the boys in that manner, she's yeah. not going to be as willing to deal with things in that manner. So I thought that that was an interesting dialect. But at a certain point, I tell people all the time, it's an individual. Yeah. We can use excuses. We can use how I was raised, how I was brought up. But at a certain point in life, you are making your own choices. Mm-hmm. So even if your mother and father brought you up to be a macho man and not express yourself and talk about your feelings, you have dated, you have experienced different things in life. You can meet and interact with different people who can have you be in a different position if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll stay a brick wall and you don't want anybody to penetrate you. What do you do when you get that pushback from people that are trailing, telling you uh, you're being a wuss? Like the people that, because you're such a positive person, you're mm-hmm. such an open person. Some people might perceive that as weak. Yeah. Some people might perceive that as soft. Right. So what do you do when people approach you like that? Um, have you had that happen to you? I haven't had anybody per se do that, but I know people may misjudge me, you know, or think that I won't uh, react or do certain things because of this. And I tell people like, listen, I'm a positive guy. I'm a respectful person, but I'm also not a pushover either. So you can't take my kindness for a weakness. And I was just going to say that. Get yeah, those words out of my mouth. <laughs> you, you can't. And at the same time, I learned to not react to everything. See, a younger me, I was more aggressive, right? As I got older and more mature, I realized there's different ways for me to handle situations. So in the past, if somebody rubbed me a wrong way or a certain way or I felt offended or disrespected, I might have wanted to maybe lash out or handle a situation more aggressively. Now, more so, I'll avoid conflict at all costs unless it needs to be addressed. Whether It doesn't have to be anything physical. It's just you can have a disagreement with somebody and I'm going to try to avoid the argument and say, let's have a conversation. Argument gets nowhere. When we argue, no one ever has really seen each other's side. You're just arguing points. Mm-hmm. There's never really the conversation where, okay, well, let me understand where you're coming from. You understand where I'm coming from. We have a common ground. It's like politics these days. Exactly. So I tell people all the time, I don't like to argue anymore. When I was younger, I'd argue with you. I'm like, no, I'd rather have dialogue and say, okay, listen, here's what I'm trying to get across to you. 
You can agree or disagree, but do you at least understand me? And vice versa. I think understanding is key. We don't have to agree with each other, but we have to take the time to understand. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I got past those walls where even if somebody doesn't agree with me or they think I'm being soft or I'm being lackadaisical, I'll tell them like, well, here, let me show you my perspective. Mm -hmm. Because even with this business, some people will go, I don't understand how you kept your poise in these X, Y, and Z situations. How did you not blow up or how did you not react? How did you? I said, listen, you have to see the bigger picture. How do you view yourself? I'm not worried about how somebody views me. Mm -hmm. How do I view myself? And I hold myself to a higher standard. So I can't allow you to bring me somewhere that I don't want to be. You have a sense of self-accountability. Yeah. With your actions in your life. Sure. Um, What are you afraid of? On what level? On any level. I've never, I'm, I'm just asking another man, like, what are you afraid of? Yeah, because I'm like, well, because I'm like, as far as like animals and stuff, like, you know what right, I mean? Right, no. Or I'm like, as far as like, in, in, like innate, one thing you know? I'm afraid of that I struggle with and I have to constantly force myself to confront and deal with on a day-to-day basis yeah. is I'm a people pleaser. I've always mm. been like that my whole life. Okay. I always have this fear that I'm not going to be liked or... I'm going to be interpreted the wrong way or people will think that I don't care about something or I'm always worried about what other people think, but I always have to bring myself back to go. It doesn't matter what other people think of me. Like you said, it's what I think of myself Yeah, and I have a lot of faith in myself and confidence in myself and I need to reassure myself that all the time, but I constantly have that fear of being judged and not liked and not accepted because I'm always... I've always wanted everybody to like me. And I'm yeah. like, when somebody doesn't like me, it would eat at me. You're like, why don't they? I'm like, I gotta find out why. Like, what did I do? Like, I think I'm a really good person. Like, what could I have possibly done to rub someone the wrong way? Yeah. That's always been like one of my my biggest fears. Like, and that's, that's me just being vulnerable. Okay, right if you there. put it like that, then I would say that probably one of my fears is not achieving or not not fulfilling potential. I think sometimes I feel like yo, like, what if I don't become whatever? Or what if I don't achieve, you know what I mean? Because success can be measured by different things to different people. Of course it could. But for me sometimes, like, you know, just like if, let's just say, for instance, if my mom is like, oh, I'm so proud of you, or like, we're so happy, and whatever, whatever. And in my mind, what if I'm like, yeah, but I haven't done anything yet. You know what I mean? Like, to me, sometimes I think I can get in my own way, and I'll feel like, other people may view me a certain way and be like, they're happy or they're proud of me. And I'll be like, yo, I have so much more to do. Like I haven't accomplished anything yet. And I think sometimes there's a fear of like, what if I don't ever fully reach this potential? Like people who go, yeah, we always knew he'd be from school or we always thought he'd be. And I'm like, sometimes what if I don't become this? But then again, that goes back to how am I perceiving myself and how are other people perceiving me? Yeah. And sometimes that line gets blurred because you can at times fall into the perception from others you may start to smell it a little bit and be like oh yeah maybe i am supposed to be so again i view myself i value me and i view myself in a high regard but i'm also not egotistical so there's times where i'm like maybe i am unsure of myself or maybe maybe i'm not gonna be this grand old because some people feel like oh man we know you're gonna quote unquote make it or we know you'll be a star and then part of me is like yeah, but what if what if I don't like yeah. what if, what if this is it you know what I mean so there, I think sometimes I have that fear of of almost second guessing myself at times I think and then maybe if I don't achieve what maybe somebody else thinks I should achieve and then I have that for a moment then I snap out of it and I go yeah right and then I keep moving but we yeah. all have those moments those are those three words you say all the time but I think get to all of us is the but what if those yeah. three words but what if yeah 
but what if I get sick? But what if I get someone pregnant? But what if I lose my job? But what if? Yeah. Like that just creates all these unnecessary unnecessary anxieties in our brain. And it can go to the same for the past. Why sure. didn't I? Like, why sure. didn't I do this? Yeah. Why did I say this? I, why didn't I do this? Woulda, shoulda, coulda, those things. And I think you have to control. What I try to tell myself is you have to control what you can control. Uh-huh. And then everything else you have to kind of let fall in place. But I think along with that, I have a fear of time. What do you mean like a fear of time? I have a fear. There's, there's moments where. <laughs> That's um, interesting. Yeah. I, I have like this fear of time. Um. Like passing you by? Well, just, I don't, how much do I have? Oh, yeah. How much do I really, so then there's a sense, sometimes there's a sense of urgency. Then the other times I'm like, no, I can take my, you know, no pun intended, I can take my time and I can pace myself and do, but then there's other moments where I'm like, what if there isn't enough time or how much time do I have to accomplish something? And then again, like I have those moments and I snap out of it and I go back to quote unquote normal, but there's moments where I go, yo, like this time like how much time do i have to accomplish this it's or hard to be present isn't who's it? putting a clock on me yeah you know and then i tell people you have your own clock in life right like if, when i meet riggs riggs had a clock before i met him i had a clock before i met him and then we have a clock together meaning the clock that started ticking once our interaction began so what i had to tell myself is you can't measure your clock by somebody else's Unless you were born at the exact date, the same time, to the same family, the same life, there's no way, even if you're a twin, mm-hmm. your clock is your clock. And that's kind of what makes me snap out of it because you have a mom where you go, you start measuring or you start thinking, well, if I don't do this by this amount of time, is this going to be bad? Is this going to be good? This person did this by this amount of time. And then you have to tell yourself, like, it's like if you date a woman and she says, well, I want marriage. And you might tell her, well, listen. You have arrived at that moment in your clock from whatever previous experiences you feel at this point you are want marriage. I may not be at that point in my life. And it's Mm -hmm. unfair for me to do something that you want me to do just because you want to do it or vice versa. If I say, hey, I want children now. And she says, well, I'm focused on my career. Well, at this point in my life, I want kids. Mm -hmm. You, you, You either can compromise. You have to realize and respect a person's clock. Their clock and their life is moving at a certain pace. And you can either, and again, I have met you today. So our clocks together have started. You can't compare me to the last guy and say, well, I was dating him for four years. So now I'm dating you for four months. And I feel, whoa, for four years, you and him were in a certain space. Yeah. I just met you four months ago. You cannot expect my clock to move where your clock is. And from our previous, clock is different together. Our, the correct. clock that we have together Absolutely. is different too. So I tell people that all the time, whether it's business, personal, whatever, we all have clocks and we can't have unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. I can't come into this new company and say, well, over there, I was at this space. So you guys got to get over. No, sir. This is a completely new time frame. You are now starting. Your clock has reset, sir. Mm-hmm. You are now a new employee. You have to in some essence redo things that you did once before so So these people can learn you and know what you're worth and what you can and can't do sure and sometimes that clock may move faster than others absolutely yeah the speed of the clock man i like that analogy yeah that's good so you have the fear of time too which is interesting yes which really is man thank you so much for your time today i wish we could do we should do more of these because you you got a good brain um thank you i love the way you think about things I love I love your brand too that you have going on. Thank you, man. It's not a threat, it's a promise. Absolutely. And man. you should check them out when you're not listening to me in the mornings on Hot 1057. <laughs> and <laughs> in between ver- songs. Hey, in between when songs. I go to the restroom, I listen to you and Allie, okay? When <laughs> Likewise I- when I'm in the restroom as well. Okay, when I get a chance to go to the restroom, I make sure I listen to you guys. <laughs>
dude. It's all fam in here. I love it. It's all family in here. Yeah, hey, so. absolutely, man. You every listen. You guys have been extremely welcoming in this building. Um, I'm any, glad that you came over to work for our building because you were working for another company. Yeah. When I met you originally, when absolutely. we started our clock together, what? Yes. Two, three, four years yeah, ago, maybe. Right. And I was like, this guy. Like this, this guy is just a burst of energy. Like you just, you exude positivity Personally. and I don't know what it is about you. It's just, that's how you carry yourself. And we need more men like you. We need more black men like you to be leaders, I think. Appreciate so it. keep doing what you're doing and keep walking your path and keep counting your clock. Cause I think you got a lot left on that clock, man. Man, God willing, bro. Thank right? you, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Promise. Tell us, tell people how they can uh, hook up with you on socials. Yeah, uh, so Instagram, Snapchat, it's really simple. Promise, I promise. There it is. Uh, Facebook is Promise, Promise. Thank you, Promise. Thank you, sir. Look at you. You listen to the whole thing. Fantastic. You're awesome, by the way. I would encourage you to maybe leave a review in the podcast store, if you're in the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store, or wherever you're listening. Uh, give it a nice review so I know that people are actually listening to this, and I'm not just talking to myself in my basement with my friends. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind talking to myself. That's what I do for a living. But it's just nice to know that someone else is out there listening. Yeah, so thanks for checking out a Rigs Off the Radio podcast. This has been a Mental Health Monday episode, uh, a Radio.com production. We'll talk to you next time. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, your weekend, your nights, whatever it is you happen to be doing. Make good life decisions.